Welcome to Replenish Hope. I am your host, Denise Castro. Hi, welcome to Replenish Hope. I am your host, Denise Castro, and this month is going to be very, very special to me for different reasons. It is our family home's birthdays. Uh, Gabriel's birthday is in September. Diana's birthday is in September. And my birthday is in September. And when I was thinking about, and it's a big number, it's a three, five for me. And, and I was thinking, what can I talk about? What does um, this time, and I, in prayer and also reflecting in my own life, I was thinking, I have who has helped me throughout the way and the month of September would be about friendship and mentorship and that has really helped me along the way and I think these last years or past years I've been that has been a huge blessing all my life but mostly recently that has been a big 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 thing and today we have a very, very special person that I want to introduce to you. And I hope that she can also become your friend and maybe your mentor or future things that she has up in her sleeve. Um, Carol, Caroline Naranjo, she is a dear friend. She is dear, a dear family friend. And first of all, let me introduce you. Caroline, thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Denise. And good morning. It's an honor to be here. I'm so proud of what you're doing, Denise. This is amazing. So thank you. I'm honored. Aww. And happy, happy birthday to all of you. <laughs> oh, thank you. I know your gra- I know your grandfather's having a birthday as well. Yeah. Uh, your your grandpa Cuadras. Yeah. We'll be doing a drive by uh, next Saturday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. Yeah, we're all going. That's the only way we celebrate these days, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how that's one way how how to do it and. So Caroline is, um, she, first of all, she is a wife and she's a mom of two young adults and she, she has just been a blessing to many, 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 many women and, um, she, and she is loved by many and Caroline, it's, it's just really, really neat to know you all these years. Um, well, the story how we met, it's pretty interesting too. I mean, uh, I married uh, Gabe almost 15 years ago, and my mom, my mom was so scared of me moving to San Diego, not knowing anybody. And um, Caroline was gracious enough to also meet my mom, and my mom pretty much said, "I like her. I like her spirit. I'm gonna just make her somewhat, I don't know, responsible for my well-being, <laughs> some way." Can I? Can I add to that story, Denise? Yeah. Because that, that day, actually, it was um, 15 years ago. And um, I, was, I was 40 years old. And I had never received a charge and uh, a call over my life the way your mother did that day. It was your wedding day mm-hmm. in the month of December. And your mom, the day of your wedding, as any passionate mother would do, <laughs> she looks at me she looks me straight in the eye because we she knew that she could not be a part of your life in Chula Vista because she was living afar and I believe she was going to be a missionary in Mexico at the time and so she looks at me and she is intently passionate and she says please 
take care of my daughter. And then she says, please counsel her. Please lead her in the ways of the Lord. And I'll tell you, Denise, when your mom said those words, uh, oh, yeah, sure, sure. No, I didn't take them lightly. They hit me for the first time in all of my life. They hit me with a responsibility over someone. She was leaving me in charge of her precious daughter, her treasure. And I'll tell you, Denise, that made, it was a landmark in my life. And I was going to try my best. I I can't say that um, I was still 40. I was still being molded and shaped in my world. But I I was going to try my best to, to help your mother become that person that she entrusted me she entrusted me with you Denise yeah and uh wow I was honored and we really didn't even know each other Uh, but later on I want to share a little bit more about how I would try to help your mother and to help you and I was like oh Oh no! What did what did this mom entrust me with? <laughs> me, so like, <laughs> little passionate little oh, firecracker. Yeah. And I'll share that later on, um, oh, unless you want me to share it now. But we'll we'll it's it's going to be a good story later. There on. you go. I mean, and you know what, Caroline, you've done so well. I mean, Caroline is a, an amazing teacher. Um, I mean, she's my one of my favorite women Bible teacher person. Like, I know you you respect um, Beth Moore, but Caroline, you and her just got to have coffee one day together because <laughs> because really, you are just passionate. She um. She serves many years um, in uh, in kids ministry, volunteering, and and also w- just women all around Caroline. And uh, I know stories from Caroline is because there were um, her family and my fa- my you know my husband's family, my family now uh, grew up serving and being part of a community here in here in, in South- Southern California and. Actually, we live down the street, three houses away from each other. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And they st- they're still three houses away <laughs> from each other, my mom and yeah. your grandpa. Yeah. It's amazing how things just get connected. And um, it's it's also, uh, I mean, you always had that, Caroline. Tell me, tell me about your family, about your awesome parents and your siblings. You know, Denise, um, I, I want to say that, first I want to start off by saying that I was I was raised in a Christian home. And when I say a Christian home, uh, I was raised in a beautiful home mm. where uh, my parents pastored later on as I became a teenager. Um, I was sheltered by the church in a beautiful way. Uh, the, the church was always my safe spot. Um, I you know, in school, I was always, I was born in November. Mm-hmm. So well, I was a late bloomer. I was younger than the rest of the class. I started kindergarten. I was four years old. I was the baby of the family. So I was, I was just immature in, in a lot of ways as I was growing up and when, as I was going to school. So all my friends were always just a little old, older. And so I never really felt like I truly belonged in the world, if you could say. But when I went to church, church was my haven. Church was my platform. 
um, my Aunt Cena, who was in charge of the children's ministry as I was growing up, she would always put me on the forefront, always put us in the, on the stage. We always got the mic when we were little, um, and it just became my safe place. And, and as I grew up in, in, my, in the home, my, my parents, they weren't religious. They, they didn't cram religion down your throat. They weren't going to put the fear of God in you. But what I loved about the way that I grew up is there was just a lot of freedom and there was a lot of trust. And my parents lived by example. They didn't have to preach it. They lived it. Mm. And that was so, so important to me. And, and I want to say, and I know a lot of people my age, they have a lot of hurt in the church, a lot of hurt. And, and truly, Denise, I love what I came from. I love the women that were around me. Your grandma, Denise, uh, gave grandma just a beautiful woman who brought creativity to my life, who, who taught me the skill of the Proverbs 31 woman is that she works with her hands. And not only did I learn that from your grandma who lived three houses down from us, she brought bling, she brought uh Sparkle. I mean, Caroline got her bling from from <laughs> Sister Cuadras down the road because she she helped shape my world, right. and so many women that were around me helped shape my world as a child. And so I grew up in this. And by the time I was 18, I was teaching Sunday school, fourth grade Sunday school. Mm -hmm. Gaby was one of my students, I believe, or Tonito was. I'm not sure which one of the two. Um, were my students and and I passionately taught children and then it was in that season of my life at a very young age where the word of God just began to become so real to me the stories of I learned about David and Goliath as a child but when I I began to grow and I began to teach it I, I began to understand the power of God that was with David when he picks up, you know, I'm not coming you, to you with a sword and a spear, but I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. And then I began to learn to take that on as, as, as my God and, and he was mine. And then soon after, Denise, I got married. I got married very young to the love of my life mm -hmm. at Raul when I was 21. And I met Raul when I was about seven years old when my parents and a group of ministers from the church walked to their home in Tijuana to give the first Bible study ever in Tijuana. And um, I walk into their home yeah. and I see Raul, Coqui, Ruben, Gabi, um, they're there. And then years later, Raul and I would be married. Wow. So, and then as we get married, um, remember I was, the baby of the family. I was very pampered. I was very blessed. I was very protected. And marriage was, was not, did not come easy, did not come easy for me. And that's when the testing became um, evident in my life. That's when uh, the God of my fathers would now have to become my God. And I began to learn and trust in God like never ever before and I can tell you now we've been actually this week we're going to be married 34 years wow I was so faithful but it was that season of my life Denise where I began to cling to the word of God 
like never before. And the first uh, Bible verse that I memorized for myself, it wasn't because someone told me to memorize it as a child because we memorized many, but it was my verse and it was Psalms, uh, Psalms, Psalms 34. And it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and this is the part that I clung to during that, that troubled season. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me out of all my troubles. And I remember that as I memorized that verse, it became prophetic in my life. Because at that moment, I was in the trouble. In that moment, I could not see past the storm clouds. And I want, this was back in uh, late 80s. Mm-hmm. And back in the late 80s, um, Denise, it, you did see a lot of uh, marriages in trouble. Or at least you thought oh. that um, marriages were all perfect. Mm-hmm. And so me being able to tell someone that I was in trouble or that I needed help was nearly impossible to do. But I thank God for a mighty family that I would consider to be the, the keys that helped my husband and I. And that was uh, who's now pastor, pastor and bishop, Misael Saragossa and Becky. Oh my, they were, were such a blessing to us in helping us and guiding us through a safe place. Wow. So, yeah, Denise, that's the start. And I don't know if I answered the question no, correctly. No, no, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, I mean, growing up uh, with in a Christian home and your, your parents were not, they were not um, pastoring a church yet, but they were surely pastoring your, your home and your siblings, your sisters so well. And it's true. How old were you when you got married, Caroline? Um, I, 21, 21. Yeah. Yes. And when you reach, when you reached out to, um, to, to that, to, um, the Saragossa family, were you scared because did you have friends or mentors at that time? Or is it, was the same thing in the eighties that women were not really involved? Right. You know, the concept of mentoring was, was not really evident or you didn't call it that at the time and as I even as I grew up Denise I always said man I didn't have any mentors or the but now looking back Mm -hmm. oh my whole life was sheltered with women of course you couldn't just go out and you know say oh I have this problem but we used to have a the church kitchen. We called it the cocina. Yeah. And once you get married, you were quickly, quickly uh, initiated into the cocina. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you, I would do everything in my pampered little self to weasel my way around uh, the calendar when it was my <laughs> comision time. But having those leadership skills that I had, even at that young age, Denise, they would put me in charge. So I'd have to go buy everything to make a soup, caldo de res, 
for like 150 people. Oh my goodness, how I did it, I have no idea. But I knew one thing, I could not fry the tacos. But, but my point is this, is that when we would get together in the kitchen, it was maybe once a month, you would do the chopping and the grating of cheese uh, and getting everything together. And there was this community that was built. And me being a young, you know, just one of the young ones, these women in the talk, in the conversation, in the chopping, they were mentoring me. They were telling me one of the things I learned in uh, in Cocina 101 was there's two sides to a corn tortilla. <laughs> and there's two sides and you fry on one side and, you know, you put the meat in the other. But, um, and in that there was conversation, there was always godly conversations going on. So, so I believe that that was one of the first places that I received that mentorship. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you could, the conversations. Yeah. Right, and then with that grew the passion for women, mm. the passion to lead women. And by the time I was 22 years old, Denise, I was already inducted wow. to the 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 leadership of the women's group in the church. Mm-hmm. Yoli Via was the president, and I was her vice president at 22 years old. Her wow. and I were leading women's ministry. We were leading women who were in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. And we were leading them. And and we would give them ideas and instruction. And they were listening to us. They liked our ideas. We were so creative together. And I I would say that that was one of the platforms that truly launched me into women's ministry. Wow. Yeah. I know. I I look at at, uh, family pictures and I see Caroline in a young age, directing, planning, <laughs> on the background, you can see, and then my uh, my father-in-law loves old video. He has, we have a bunch of old videos. They're, they're becoming ours. Uh, and we see you, Caroline, in the background. And <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's great to see because that's Caroline. You, you know, Caroline's about the details. Caroline always just, everything that she does, she makes it look so pretty and well done. So, that is you, Caroline. And something I, um, I, I, I invited you and it's because, Caroline, you have been a blessing to my life. And, and I, like you said, when you look back, although they did not call themselves your mentor, but they were in your life one way or another, closer or far, or in your, in your, in your time, um, it's amazing that there, there has been a lot of women in previous years and even now that don't, um, they, they don't know they're, they're being a positive and a blessing to, to a young or to another woman, um, but they are how they, how they influence. And you, Caroline, has been definitely one of those women in my life that have truly influenced me. And um, Caroline, when you, and also the thing that I admire about you is that you've been faithful. You've been in one in one congregation and you moved along the way you've been faithful to to god's calling and and you at 22 you continued your women's ministry correct caroline yeah 22 and um it it was just what shaped me yes 22 and i can truly say that 
you said that I, I truly only have had two churches in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the Otai Church where I grew up. And when I was about 34, 35 years old, our congregation, uh, we started an English ministry. And that English church went to form Lighthouse Church. So we are a blessed extension of Otai Church. And now I've been with Lighthouse. We're going on 21 years wow. in November. And I can say almost my entire time at Lighthouse Church, I have been directly involved in children's ministry and uh, women's ministry. And now, just two years ago, I was entrusted with this great ministry of of connect groups, which you know some people call family groups or cell groups. There's different names in every church, but mm-hmm. I I am the director of right now. Before COVID, we had about 45 uh, connect groups that we were leading. Mm-hmm. Um, now with COVID, things are a little different, so we're you know they're just evolving differently these days. But I'm passionately passionately now leading that. But the beauty of these connect groups is that. It is bringing people to God. Mm-hmm. Just yesterday at Lighthouse, we had five baptisms. That's awesome. Um, and, and for those of you who are getting tired of all this Zoom gathering, oh, I hear that a lot. Oh, I'm getting tired of Zoom. And yeah, it's getting old. And I just want to get together. Yeah. But you know what? God is still working through the airways of Zoom. We have been put, we've just been asking this question, Denise. Yeah. We're just asking, we're participating with God, like saying, Anybody want to be baptized? I've asked this question three times on three separate occasions on Zoom. And guess what? A hundred percent of the time, someone's like, I want to get baptized. And I'm even looking at the Zoom chat thinking, I know you, 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 you. I thought everybody on here was baptized. To my surprise, three of those people are like, I want to get baptized. So as of yesterday, two of them got baptized and one of them couldn't even wait and got baptized about a month ago in a swimming pool. So I am like the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is active. It is powerful. It is alive right now. Even through a season of drought, the Lord is providing the oil. He's providing the substance. The waters are flowing at the water gate. So that's what I am doing now. And then at the same time, uh, because I have my own connect group, I have the connect group that you started, which was the mentoring class. Mm -hmm. And I'm calling it now Fortitude Fortitude. because, Denise, uh, it was funny. You had joined uh, the mentoring, the women's mentoring group, and I was calling it Shine. So the next, when I started it on Zoom, the funny thing is one of the husbands wanted his wife to join. Uh And so in order for his wife to join, he sat in with her. Uh-huh. So I thought, oh my gosh, this can no longer be a woman's mentoring class. <laughs> I'm like, I had to, I had to totally tweak every session and just change it. And he was so cool about it. He was so confident in who he is. Yeah. Um, and so the funny thing is that the wife, as she sat through it, she was blessed. So I had to change the name and I really love the new name. It's called Fortitude. That's, That's going to be the new mentoring class. 
uh, it's fortitude and I'm actually, I'm ready to start it again. It's going to be a six week series and uh, I'm excited about it. And yeah, men are welcome. Yeah. Uh, you men are welcome to join. That's right. That, that's <laughs> right. You know, I, I sort of, I sort of have a little, I, I, I'm not, a, I don't know if I'm a gentle pusher, uh, but I'm a pusher in the sense that uh, it's about you going forward. And I believe that's one of the, I believe that's one of the gifts that God has given me to become an encourager and to become a strong motivator mm. of people's dreams coming into flourishing. And if I can tell the story about you, Denise, I think it's really appropriate. When your mom had entrusted me with this assignment, um, and I really did it, and I apologize for possibly being a bad a role model. <laughs> Not at all, Caroline. <laughs> so I remember the story, Denise, so well when you and Gaby, I believe you were involved in the youth ministry. Yeah. And you all were so passionately doing everything you could do to get the youth together. And one day you say, Caroline, I want to bring a woman to speak. Uh, to the youth mm. it started with the youth at least yeah. and I said go for it Denise yes and and she says Caroline and I know you have your casita because in our home we had we just purchased a home and it came with this beautiful little casita with a bathroom and I knew that that I wanted I wanted to be like the um the sh- the Shulamite woman who who opens the room for the prophet and I thought this floor this room is going to bless the, the people of God and Denise was like Caroline can she stay there you know and I'm like sure Denise that's going to be awesome of course Denise I am going to back you up Denise in whatever you you want you know because I know that you know that's what I was called to do to fan the flame in you (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my goodness what did I say (laughs) what was I giving the approval for because Denise then tells me um, this is a woman who is now a Christian, who was a former prostitute, who now has an organization where she rescues prostitutes from the streets. She goes to um, she goes to porn conventions, yeah. and in those conventions, she rescues women. She prays over them, and I am. <laughs> melting no i am melting denise okay this can't happen i'm thinking to myself i don't think i ever told you that because i'm like trying to compose myself you know because i must say at that time uh we our church we were not thinking so we we thought we were thinking out of the box but we were not out of the box. Not yet. (laughs) Until Denise brings this woman into our attention, first of all. And we're like, I'm like, oh no. I'm thinking, I knew the leadership of the church. I'm thinking, this is not going to happen. (laughs) She was an an ex-porn actress. I'm sorry? She was an ex-porn actress. (laughs) Okay, and I was like, yeah. I'm like, how is this going to happen? And lo and behold, mm-hmm. and let me tell you, I was just, 
I was on pins and needles for the entire weeks of preparation and planning, but not only did it happen, and not only did she come to bless us, not only did she stay in her home with her assistant, um, and she was a blessing to us, and it, it expanded our world. I mean, talk about, you know, from just from zero to just woo out there mm -hmm. um, because it expanded our, our world where that little box of Christianity could no longer contain us. And it was just, it was an eye opener, Denise. Wow. And you truly brought revelation to us and just helped us to see that the, the kingdom of God is so much larger than what we think. The kingdom of God is inclusive and it, it includes everyone. Uh, so Denise, I'll never forget that story. <laughs> and I have my little black t-shirt, my pink cross oh, t-shirt to remind me. And the other day I had it and it was just tiny, teeny tiny. And I go, this thing is never going to fit me, but I am not going to give it away because it is a reminder of a time when God truly expanded my world. Wow. And thank you. Oh, oh no, yeah. thank you. I mean, she, she was a, a yeah, an ex porn actress and we were uh, working yeah. with the young adults and I found her and I said, okay, but it was hard. I think that opened, I think that ha that started to also reveal something in me that, that uh, God wanted us to do something more and outside of the, and that's when um, no longer being more comfortable within the walls of the church that, I think that that started the beginning for us as well. Caroline, why you, you sh in your classes of fortitude, you share a lot about how important mentorship is and how important it is to, to lead down, walk by side and have someone, um, and you can have a relationship with someone who is older. Um, why it, why is it so important? Uh, you know, Denise, I feel that um, it is more important right now than ever before, especially in a time where uh, we have so many answers or that come from this. Mm. You know, we our children nowadays don't even know have to talk to a parent to ask them, "Hey, mom, I have a runny nose," or "Or mom, um, you know, I have this uh, this scuff on my arm," because kids are self-diagnosing themselves just by going to the phone, going um, with no, no words, no, no communication involved. It's so easy to reach out to something that, that just only speaks to you in words uh, or in writing, I should say, and we're reading it, um, but the, the conversations, and it's bringing so much isolation. I see mm -hmm. a lot of isolation right now in this younger generation. And one of the things that I feel that is so important is that we must partner. We must come alongside the next generation. Um, how will they know? How will they know how to take on the banner of Christ unless it's modeled? How will they know how to get through uh, the seasons of drought if no one is modeling? Uh, and it's not just to model as a show or, you know, oh, yeah, look at, look at her. She's doing it so perfectly. No, but it's living life um, with the mentors that can teach, that can speak over. And one of the important things of the Bible, the blessing is so important. 
uh, we see this with with uh, God in in the Garden of Eden. Uh, the first thing that He does to to Abraham or to to um, Adam and Eve is He blesses them. He He tells them He says. You will have dominion over the fishes of the earth and over the fishes in the sea and the creatures of the earth. And then he says, but he blesses them. And he says, and you will be blessed, wow. uh, multiply and, and, and bless the earth. Sorry for saying bless so much. No, but no, no. I'm not, I can't quote the scripture right now, but we see that blessing from the beginning of times. And then we see Abraham as he begins to bless Isaac. And then we see that big, if we could become uh, participants in that amazing blessing, the day that Isaac blesses Jacob, mm-hmm. you know, and we think that it's a mistake, right? Because mm-hmm. he, wasn't the, he wasn't the firstborn. And we see that generational blessing going down. But that blessing was so important because he says, you will be blessed to be a blessing to the nations and I will bless you and and that blessing Denise right now that we need to speak as mentors it's life-giving it's I call it the shalom in the bible we speak of the shalom it's the blessing of the body the health the mind the healthy mind the soul and the spirit Mm -hmm. the women that modeled life to me Denise Mm -hmm. in that kitchen back in the day when I was young Mm -hmm. they they didn't have um, antidepressants to get them through their struggles they didn't have those medications they didn't have a doctor to run to they didn't have a psychiatrist back then if you had a psychiatrist you were considered to be and and I'm not diminishing that you know, those, those careers and those people are not needed in our society right now, but they didn't have that. The only thing that they had back then was the word of God. Mm-hmm. And they had other women uh, to help each other. And they had prayer circles. Mm-hmm. They had prayers. They would gather together, hold each other's hands. That was the medication that they had at the time. And I truly believe that it was powerful medication. And I believe that we cannot diminish, we cannot diminish the power of the word of God. We cannot diminish the power of prayer. We cannot diminish the power of godly counsel. Mm. So that's why it's so important. And not only that is we've had some successes. Um, I don't like to tell my age, but I will, I will say it. I am 55 years old, Denise. Wow. And I've seen some successes in my life. You have to live long enough. You have to see the pattern. Some people give up too early in the game. Mm. And that's where I want to come in as a mentor, Denise. For that young girl who was 26 years old, like I was, when she was struggling in her marriage, when she could see nothing but a box like I did, and I could see no way of escape. I always felt like I was in the waiting room and God was calling on everybody else, but he wasn't calling on me. And one thing that I wasn't doing in the waiting room, Denise, is I wasn't looking up. 
Wow. <laughs> I wasn't looking up. And that's when God could literally pull me up. And that, and as a, as a spiritual mother, that's what I want to help women see that don't you get so stuck in the season that you're in because those that have gone before you, we know the joy ahead. And one of my favorite verses uh, that comes from Proverbs 31 right now is that um, she is clothed with strength and dignity. And if you know a little bit about my little vanity side, you know it, Denise. Is I, I love I love clothes. but but beyond that i i love to be clothed in 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 the presence of god so she's clothed with strength and dignity and she looks at the future she looks at the future and you know what she sees she laughs without fear she's not afraid of tomorrow and I believe that's that's what mentors can see. They can see the tomorrow and they can see that there's joy ahead. If you just stay in the fight a little longer, if you persevere a little longer, and I can tell you even in my marriage now, uh, going on 34 years this week, there are joys that I can look back and say, wow, Lord, if it wasn't for you, I have a daughter who is 29, who is now getting ready to purchase a second home. Wow. She's in the process right now. She's going to become a landlord soon. <laughs> and I have a son who who is 23 years old, and he's bright and intelligent, mm-hmm. and he's called to be a pastor. He doesn't know it yet. Uh, he's been spoken over, but, but he is truly called to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, we are all essentials right now. And God has given us all health. We're all going to work on a daily basis. But um, I don't want to deviate, Denise, from what I'm saying as a mentor of the Fortitude Class. So that is my passion, to help the younger generation um, know that, that they've been called for more and to be doing it with the shalom mm. in the body, the mind, the soul, and the spirit of God, and standing on his word. And we, and, and I love the, the first uh, Romans chapter 12. It says, do not be conformed to this world, uh, neither the things that are in the world, but by the renewing of your mind daily, daily, let us cling to the principles of God. They work, Denise. Mm-hmm. They work. And uh, one of the things that I that you learned when we were taking the mentorship class that I say is that we all need spiritual daughters, no matter what age you are. Even if you're 15, 16 years old, there's a little girl that's six and seven looking at you, admiring your every move. Mm-hmm. When I was young, Denise, I used to look at your your Tia Betty. oh I loved her hair she could play the piano and as a child we'd go to we'd go to your grandma's house and um, Betty would be playing the piano and we'd be sitting playing we'd be playing church we were we were modeling church Mm -hmm. and I'd be watching Betty and we'd be praying we'd be praying in the holy ghost we'd be we'd be mimicking those that we saw in church we were modeling because we were watching uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> we were 
we were having a Holy Ghost time. But <laughs> so we all need spiritual uh, daughters. And, and by the way, it's such a blessing how life is, again, you've got to live long enough. Everything comes full circle. Now Betty is back in our lives. And now Betty is such a blessing to my 91-year-old mother. She's picking her up for church. And even though they're just parking their cars in the parking lot, she goes and she calls my mom. My mom is Actually, my mom is spending the night right now, but my mom is, sometimes she, you know, she even feels like Betty is like a daughter, Aww. you know, it's like, Betty hasn't called me today, or yes, Betty called me, Betty came over, mm-hmm. so Betty, 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 mm-hmm. um, and I just think, isn't that amazing, the way life just comes full circle, it just leads us all home, and um, so we need spiritual daughters, we need spiritual sisters. My goodness, you need a spiritual sister to guide you along the way. And you know what the sister does. The sister just tells you things like it is. I know my sister, no, you got to stop it. Knock it off. Or, you know, God, you know, be careful. Or what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't look good on you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the sister is. And then we all need a spiritual mother. The one that's going to bring us close. The one that's going to lovingly hold us the one that's going to encourage us, the one that will empower us, empower us to go forward. Um, and that, and, but there's, there's also, um, we need to be careful who these women are. Mm-hmm. We need to prayerfully seek these women in our lives uh, and who they might become because not everyone can speak over us, Denise. And not everyone can 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 tell us. There's a lot of people have the microphone right now. A lot of people have a voice, but very few have the God voice. Have the voice that's going to lead us to Christ. Because if it's not leading us to Christ, if it's not leading us to wholeness in Christ, and if it's not leading us to His Word, and if it's not empowering us to use our gifts to help someone else. Because remember uh, what God told Abraham, you are blessed to be a blessing. If you are not being a blessing to someone else, then then you're just in your glass little house sheltered and you, you will never know the joy. You will never know the joy of working in the kingdom of God. You will never know the joy like we saw last night when three people Mm. came to Christ via our connect groups, via Zoom, during a season of drought, come to the Lord. Wow, let me tell you, everyone could rejoice, but those of us who were participating with God, those of us who knew, we saw that little hand go up at the connect group on Zoom, and I have a picture of it on my phone. It's like, wow, Lord. Do it again. Do it again. And my passion is to let you, Denise, as a spiritual daughter, know you can do it just like we are seeing it done right now. You can have this very same joy and doing it. Do it and do it even better than we're doing it because now this younger generation understands the tools. And right now, this is a podcast, right? 
like, what? when you said you were doing a podcast, it was like, oh my gosh, a podcast to me? Replenish? Wow. It's like because you have the skills to do even more. And when Jesus says, he truly, truly is, it's so prophetic when he said, and you will do even greater things. And I believe that he even foresaw how technology would change and you will be able to do even greater things. Mm -hmm. So Denise, I want to come alongside you as well. And one of the things that the joys of being able to speak over mentors and over, over the younger generation is they in turn right now, Denise, that seed that maybe I deposited in your life 15 years ago, now it's coming back to me because now that seed that was beginning to sprout is now a tree. I'm seeing you right now, Denise, and you are a tree. And now those, those uh, the leaves and the branches, they are even coming and coming over me. And I'm seeing fruit and I'm picking the fruit. Because remember, only God is, 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 he's the fruit. But I'm looking at it thinking, wow, this is good fruit. So in turn, the spiritual mother becomes blessed by the spiritual daughter. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, it's not always this okay, overseeing and over, over, you know, directing the way the spiritual daughter lives. No, at some point, the spiritual mother could sit under the shade of the spiritual daughter and say, wow, this is good. This is good. And because it's only from the word of God, we're tasting and seeing, mm, the Lord is good. So thank you, Denise, for letting me partake of the fruit that has blossomed from your tree so yeah i got my tissue i knew it was gonna happen um thank you caroline i hope like i hope i was able to convey that properly and i don't even know if i no i just love i can hear you speak all day you're one of my favorites and it's it's beautiful to hear you say how this has really replenished your hope Seeing the fruit, not only in my life, but so many other lives, seeing people being restored in your connect groups, even in the years I some sometimes I sit in your um, Zoom and you have friends from a long time ago who are coming back or being restored again and people that you have led. And I mean, it's it's amazing how you just said how mentorship in any capacity, when it's done well with the right spirit, you will bring fruit and you will taste taste how good it is and that's like the hope that you find you find hope hope in that can i share a little something go ahead that came from that original verse that i told you about psalms um 34 that i memorized when i was about uh, 26 years old going through my season of drought and how in every season of my life the word of god becomes more and more impactful and and during this this I'm calling it the Zoom season, but it's not. It's the COVID season mm-hmm. um, because it's it's we've we've a lot of our friends have lost loved ones, and and I don't want to take it lightly. Um, and I thank God for my health right now, but it's become a season of struggle and pain, 
heartache from many um, and it, even with cancer and just it's, it's just produced so many other issues that we're all aware of in our world but I, I was asking my husband and I, I said, I want to just do more. What can I do? I, I go to work every, you know, every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, but so what I did was based on Psalms 34, I, I started making these uh, charcuterie boxes. And I wish I could go get one so you could see it. Uh, actually, you will be receiving one shortly, Denise. I didn't want to tell you so soon, but. So they're charcuterie boxes, and they're called Oh Taste and See. And I put a little bit of rosemary plant on there because we have a rosemary bush. comes directly from my bush. And rosemary symbolizes remembrance and friendship. Oh. And in the charcuterie box, I put a lot of little goodies and cheese and crackers. And so what I've been doing is, uh, for my husband and I, we've been delivering them on people's doorsteps. Wow. And because we can't get entrance maybe into the home, but I always say food is always an entrance into someone's heart. If you don't know what to do sometimes, where to start, just knock on the door and leave leave food. (laughs) People are never going to turn down food. (laughs) And I have just been doing that. And so far I have been, my husband and I, we've been able to deliver almost 50 boxes. And my goal is to deliver a hundred before this COVID season ends yes. as just uh, just in love and in friendship, just to put a smile on someone's face. That's awesome. And it's called Oh Taste and See that comes from Psalms 34, that the Lord is good. Yes. So, yeah. That's amazing. That That is replenishing your hope. And, and I, I do want to go a little bit, a little bit back and then we'll go forward. Has friendships and replenishment, has it always been easy for you, Caroline? Because, okay, so as a young woman, I'm not, I don't, I don't deal with this anymore. It took me like five years to really get this mm-hmm. concept. Um, but I feared friendships, especially in the, in a new setting, you know, uh, challenges, you're getting older, life, life changes, you're no longer a young adult, you're married, you know, you're in the young age, you have your, your couple friends, and then you move on and things, things happen. And, uh, but I realized that I was very scared of friendships. And I was very scared of mentorships, because I was scared that um, was mentorships, I didn't trust them. Or what was their thing? It was really hard to follow, allow my pride to go and my fears to go slowly. And friendships, I just, I didn't think I needed them. Has, did Mm -hmm. you go through that as well, Caroline, when you were younger? You know, Denise, I'm going to tell you something. Um, A lot of people put those, a lot of people who maybe possibly were hurt, part of people are uh, possibly were uh, disappointed in a friendship. Uh, we tend to put guards over their lives. Um, even people maybe who have experienced a traumatic experience in their childhood, uh, guarded. Uh, and, and I can understand that the distrust is there. Let me quickly say, when we begin to identi- identify our identity in Christ, it gives us a confidence. Um, will we be hurt in friendships along the path of life? Yes. Uh, and I can tell you from my life, did I have that fear? 
uh, I want to tell you, I never had the fear. Um, and, and let me just say something so that we understand that we might have felt hurt, but we, there's something we have to understand as well. We hurt people as well. Yes, we do. We have hurt people in friendships as well. Okay. And let me just say that as we go through life, we hurt people too. Yes. I know personally, I have hurt people and, and I have to make my wrongs right and, and ask for that forgiveness because I haven't been a perfect friend. I have, I am surrounded by friendships in many, many ways. I, to this day, I feel I have this beautiful support system. Did I trust everybody along the path of life? No. And, but I was always really cautious about what I shared. I don't know why. Even as a young girl, I could never leave the playground at school. Like all those, oh, I like him. I like him. For the life of me, I could never tell one person I like that boy. Because God forbid, she would just <laughs> spread the word. And the one time I did, it happened. Sure enough, I spread the word, and I was traumatized. But um, so it's very important to me to understand. A lot of people, oh, I, I just never want to get hurt again. You got to continue. Mm -hmm. You got to continue to invite people into your world. Yeah, we're going to get hurt. Yeah, but you will find your world will get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yes, your, your circle, your, you know, that inner circle is small. But let me tell you, you will miss out on the blessing of connection, which is what the, the, one of the main blessings that God created us for was to connect with one another. He connected us and our worlds will expand. And let me tell you, Denise, in the connection process, yes, you will be hurt. Look at Paul and Barnabas. Mm. I mean, I just want to cry over the hardship and the, why did they separate? No, you guys were like the dynamic duel together. I mean, you guys were changing, literally changing the world. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, mm -hmm. but guess what? It happened. Mm -hmm. And we read it and we cry with them. Mm -hmm. Yet, God, because their hearts were postured correctly, mm. because God corrected them again. What happened? They come back together again. And even John Mark, at some point in Paul's life, he's saying, John Mark, he's useful to me. Mm. When when down the road, years back, he was wanting to, he wanted to get rid of that guy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because we mature. Mm -hmm. We invite people into our world. So yes, Denise, it's hard, but I want to tell women, take the chance, mm -hmm. take the chance. And if you're founded in your identity in Christ, um, you will find that, that you can be confident in bringing people into your world. Mm -hmm. Confidence, knowing who you are is super duper important in relationships in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and even in your marriage, mm -hmm. I cannot be a jealous wife if I if I don't know who I am, if I don't know my identity, if I don't feel you know, if I don't, if I'm always insecure, I, I will never ever be, have a, a happy marriage mm -hmm. in all areas. I know. So yeah, and allowing friendships to grow. Mm. Sometimes you can outgrow a friendship, mm. and you have to understand that. 
And sometimes it's hard for us to be released from friendships because, you know, there's so much a part of our world. Mm-hmm. And then you get to this place, this maturity place. And I feel that it's taken me a while to get there, Denise, because, um, you know, when the kids are young, you have circle of friends, yes. you have birthday parties. And then there's a time when, yeah, your children grow. And then there's a time when God is just, it's, it's severing. It's not necessarily cutting you from the root, but it, it hurts sometimes when we don't identify, okay, it's time for me to move into a, a different realm, into a different ministry of my life. And I found that that happened. At first it was done through severing because I wasn't smart enough to learn how to back off from the friendship, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. But now I love the way we've come full circle again and we're coming together. But now there's safe boundaries. Now we are autonomous in our own way, doing our own ministries, but yet we can all come together. Wow. You know, we go through different seasons of our lives and um, some friends, I have a, I have a friend, her name is Yoli. She's the one that I did ministry with when I was 22 years old. And man, we have amazing memories. What I love about my friendship with Yoli is that there's never been strings attached in the sense that um, we couldn't become autonomous. Mm. Like she could have a a party and I didn't have to be invited or I could have a party and I didn't have to invite her. And then we could have parties that were so special, but we would be invited. There was just autonomy in, and there still is autonomy in that friendship. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, We weren't like glued to the hip. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then there were some friendships where you just kind of became glued to the hip and, and it was harder to separate from each other when you saw that God wanted to take that person in one direction and, and us in another direction, but we, we were too afraid to, to let each other go. And there can be some dangers with that because we can keep each other down. If that makes sense, like, yes. you know, you, you can't fly out of the coop just yet. Or, yes. You know, let, let's just stay in our little, our little coop here and, and, you know, just become friends forever. And, and our children will watch our children grow up together. And, and I'm not saying that it's been that way, but it, it, I'm just kind of being a little generalized, but mm-hmm. it can, can, can kind of limit you. But when you understand who you are in Christ, mm-hmm. um, there's this, I, there's this confidence that, you know what, uh, that chapter might have closed right now, but it doesn't mean in the future we, we won't come back together again. As I was saying, like Paul and Barnabas, I don't know if you were able to record that portion, but um, there's that beauty. And um, that's what I love about that friendship with Sister Yoli. And actually, a lot of the women in my life right now, the older friends that I have, um, we have that autonomy and it's beautiful, it's beautiful autonomy. And, and I want you to think about your friends right now. Do you have the sisters? Sisters are super duper duper important. Mm. Again, I said those sisters, they, 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 they're the ones who can become a little critical with you, you know, to tell you, hey, 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 you know, take that off. That don't look good on you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So the sisters are super duper important. And I would say, Denise, those would become the friends that you're talking about, the friendships. Mm-hmm. 
and we need them so intently. We need, and we need to become intentional about connections. Mm-hmm. Um, super intentional. And of course, friendships need to become organic. Mm-hmm. You can't just make them happen. Mm-hmm. And I am really bad sometimes at, so I love my friends because they just love me so intently uh, because they give me grace. Like I give them grace. Uh, being able to get together is hard, and especially right now. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I want to have a tea party on Zoom just for a bunch of friends. <laughs> <laughs> but it's important that when you have those friendships, bring in the younger ones as well. Mm. Don't don't exclude the younger ones. You, you want them to, to, to see how you're modeling life, how you're doing life together. Mm-hmm. Bring them in. Help them along the way. Yeah. Absolutely, Denise. And, and you said something right now about... Um, when you invite older people into your home. And, and Janice, we don't even need to make it a mystery. You know, like, a, just say, hey, can you hang out with Gabe and I? We really admire you as a couple. Come have dinner with us. We can be bold about it. Sometimes when, um, like even yesterday, when we, were, we met together after five months of being apart, and, you know, it's, we were just trying to love on everybody, and everybody was trying to love on us. I mean, I just said, hey, we need to have coffee. Um, I want to I wanna have coffee with you, friend. Yes. And what I did there by saying friend, um, maybe I didn't really see that person as a friend, but I was all of a sudden, I was letting my guard down with that person saying, hey, let's just have a cup of coffee as friends together. Mm-hmm. So I gave that little intro. Um, yeah, we're going to sit together and pour our hearts out. Maybe not. But what I did was we just inviting another, one more person into our world. Mm-hmm. People think that our worlds need to become smaller to become more effective. I, I believe no. Mm. Especially if we want to become those. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And if we want to be those stars in the sky that, that, Jesus, that God was referring to when he spoke to Abraham, we need to invite people into our world and don't be afraid of what God is going to do out of this. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Caroline, as we almost end our podcast for today, do you have any thoughts for our listeners? Um, I just want to say that um, seek God first in prayer. Don't, don't think that this is cliche, that everybody is saying it. Seek him in prayer. Seek his word. Seek his presence more than anything. Um, as you begin to go on a journey of meeting, finding your spiritual brothers and sisters, your spiritual uh, daughters and daughters in the Lord, and your spiritual mothers in the Lord, don't be afraid and follow those and Usually it's that person who's a little further ahead of you on the path of life. And maybe they have some insight that you have not um, experienced. Let them speak over your life. Prayerfully seek those people to speak over your life. Um, Don't do life alone. We hear that a lot in church. Don't do life alone. Um, Because when you do life alone, it becomes a very... Uh, It becomes a lonely life, a a life that um, can be a little bleak at times, Mm -hmm. and you have no one to help you. 
when you become, uh, you know, you might fall. There's no one to pick you up. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of, I love that, that in the, the story in the Bible where the friends open up the roof to let their friend in to Jesus. Mm. Uh, you, you will miss out on those precious experiences of opening the rooftop for your friends to get to Jesus. And seeing the miracles that are taking place in his presence when we keep our world sheltered and guarded and um, allow people to speak into your life as well. Mm. Pride, Denise, is a big one. Mm -hmm. Pride. The pride of life will separate you from people, will separate you from godly instruction. Being able to receive instruction is crucial. Mm -hmm. We don't receive instruction well, you will struggle in life. So learn to receive instruction. Thank you, Denise. Thank you for your love. Oh. I appreciate you so much. Oh, thank you, Caroline Vessels. And to all of our listeners, no matter what stage in life you are, no matter what season you are, there's always somebody that you can help. There's always someone you can walk beside and there's always someone you can reach out to. And remember that that uh, friendship and in this case, hope is for everyone. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Replenish Hope. If you want to get daily doses of hope, please subscribe and share the hope with others. And remember, hope is for everyone.